Okay. So we're going to talk about the Bikurim and the connection to Rosh Hashanah and the upcoming Yom Tovim. But I'd like to start, my Zaydu would always try to give over a message with his story. And I think there's a beautiful story about Reb Hillel Parich. Reb Hillel Parich was a chassid of the Baltania, the Mittal Rebbe. I think this story happened when he was actually at the Mittal Rebbe for Yom Kippur. It's a famous story. It was about an hour before Kal Midre, the chassidim are all getting together in their little dining room there to eat the Sudam Apsekes. And this woman comes in and she's bawling and she's screaming. The pirates came and he took her husband away and he got to bring 300 rubles in order to get him out or else he's going to kill him that night. It's an hour before Yom Kippur. Everybody's getting ready. They're in their kitluch. Bello tells the guys, guys, we haven't done it. No, it's Yom Kippur. Okay, I'm, I'm taking this. And he starts running around the city. Can imagine someone coming to your house an hour before Yom Kippur. Whatever stuff is you were already giving, they've been to you before Rosh Hashanah. They've been to you all the there's, there's nothing left. It wasn't a very wealthy city. He ran around for half hour and he got himself, I think, four or six rubles. So he's way, way off. It's almost Yom Kippur. And he remembered in a little bit of like a shady area of town where shady, I don't mean as in the opposite of sunny, but it was like the, the dark side of town. He remembered there was a bar that some of the Yidin that weren't that religious used to hang out there and gamble. And he figured he's going to go there. So he runs into the bar and they see this brother come in with the kettle and the whole thing. And they look up, he says, Yidin, you could... Yes, you can get There's a yid that he's in jail, the parts. We need to get him out. Pidin Shuim, I need 300 rubles. So, this one guy, you can imagine the type of people are sitting there Kipper right before Kal playing cards and drinking. The guy says, Rabbi, see this bottle of vodka? You drink this bottle, the entire thing, I'll give you 100 rubles. I think this was right before him, Kipper. What am I crazy? But do I have a choice? Makes the shahakal, somehow gets that whole bottle of vodka down. His insides are screaming. The guy gives him 100 rubles. And he looks at him again. He says, Rabbi, you want another 100 rubles? I'll give you another bottle of vodka. <laughs> How am I going to do this? But pity shvui, pikoach nefesh. So he downs, the, he downs the next bottle. We said by that time, he literally felt like he was dying. And the guy looks at him. He says, Rabbi, one more bottle and you have your God. So he said he had no idea how he did it, but he takes his bottle. Somehow he gets it down. He said by that time, his head was spinning. You could imagine what's going on takes the next 100 rubles, he's got the 300 ruble, and he runs to the parts of his house. It's right before Shkia. He throws the 306 ruble there that he's got. He lets the yid out, and his feet make its way to the shul. Now, he, by now, he's extremely drunk, barely conscious, you know, just and he walks into shul, and he's sweating, and he's red, and he smells from alcohol. The chassidim look up. This is like the star Talmud over here, and this is what he looks like, and he comes running into shul, and little Kondidre goes into a corner, and he collapses on the floor in a drunken stupor. And they all look at the Rebbe, and the Rebbe says, just leave him, leave him. So they finish davening, and they're sitting in Shul saying, pill him. It's late at night, and all of a sudden, Rebbe gets up, and he's still drunk, and he goes running for the Ankaidish. He opens up the Ankaidish, and he starts to say with the Nusuch that we say before, the nigga we say before, Sephus Torah, we take out and say, Torah, Atar Eisel Adas, Yashem Elikim, and the chassidim want to pull him away. It's a bizarre. You can't like do this. And the Rebbe shows him, no, leave him. And he says, after race, and he closes the Ankaidish, he sits back down. The Rebbe told the chassidim afterwards, our entire mission that we have here, the Elul, Rosh Hashanah, Sarasim Echuvi, Yom Kippur, Sukkot, is all to reach the pinnacle, which is Shemina, Sarasim Chastayra, which is the Yichud, it's Klai, so bring brought together with the Rebbein Shalom. And that's Ata Reis Aladas. You have been shown in order to know Ki Hashem Hu Elikim 
Bebishter is the God of the world, and Ed Movada, there's nothing else, and we're together with him. He said, so we spend our whole El preparing for that, and then Rosh Hashanah, we're mamlech the Yubayin and we do tshuva, and Yom Kippur, sukkahs, we come inside the sukkah, and the whole thing, we're close to God, why? To reach this level, he said, Reb already got there today, he took a shortcut, he got the fast lane, he's already there. So that's the story. So I want to talk a little about Bikurim, it's every year before Rosh Hashanah, this week's parasha is Kisavai, we read this every single year. And what's the significance, something we can learn, a message that Bikurim has for us? And I'll try to keep it quick, because I see we're running out of time. The Torah says, You're supposed to take from the first fruits. Rashi brings down the Mishnah that a man goes down into his field, and he sees Te'ena Shabikri, sees his first fruit, and he ties his little gemi, this little string, which my friend Shlaim Abramchik told me, gemi is the Rosh Hashanah's Gedolim Masay Hashem. It shows us that God's, um, God's actions are great. So it's right away we're showing we got this thing. Now I want to put things in perspective. A guy bought a field. It's an acre. He wants to get out of here two trucks of produce a year. This is from the Shiva Saminim. Most of the Shiva Saminim have four years that he gets nothing from the field. The first three years are Arla. It's Asabana. The fourth year is either Karamavai and Natirai. He's got to bring it to your line. So it's four years of investment and hard labor until he's actually going to see something. What does the Torah celebrate? Not when he's got his bushel, his, his entire field, and he's got his 20 bushels of fruits, whatever he has. One little fruit, just as the petals are falling off, you got this little green fig. That's what we're celebrating and thanking the bunch. And I think there's a message here. We all have to have lofty goals. We all want to get to Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Shemini Atzeris, we all want that. We all want to reach the top. And we all have to shoot for the top, shoot for the stars. Like the Rambam says, every Yid can reach the level of Moshe Rabbeinu, according to his kachas that he has. But they're milestones, and there's a pathway. And we can't get down when we don't see ourselves yet reaching that. We have to realize now we're in El, Melech Vassad, and Hashem takes us. We're in our offices, we're working, we're in our regular lives, and we're bringing our Kodesh Baruch into our lives. We try to get a little bit better step-by-step, step, one thing at a time. There are milestones we have to reach, much like the Bikurim. We have to celebrate each milestone. If a person he wants to have, you know, my Zedzhan Baruch used to say, one day at a time, right? Alcoholics Anonymous, that's what he worked with. That's their motto. One day at a time. Today I woke up. I daven shachas today. I made minion. Well, I make minion for mincha. I'm going to add on five minutes a day of Torah. I'll do something. Something to put, bring the evangelism into my life. We have to celebrate that. And I think, oh, no, I didn't reach the top yet. You can't reach the top without going up those steps. And I think that's the message we can learn from Bikurim before Rosh Hashanah, to keep on going for those milestones, to celebrate our pathway and the bunch of our lives little by little, like the Baltani says, Igeris at Tshuva. Let's talk about Tshuva Ilo, which is the greatest level of Tshuva. The Baltani says, Tshuva Ilo is if a person's learning one daf, he should add on a second daf. We're not, uh, and the second daf is actually quite a lot. But the message is, God does not expect us to become angels. He expects us to work on ourselves. And slowly but surely, we'll climb up that ladder and we'll reach the pinnacle of Ata Reis So we're going for the gold, but we got to celebrate the milestones as we reach our goals. Shabbat shalom, and a good good bench. Thank you, everybody.